podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Good evening, good morning, whatever time in the world it is where you are watching. How are we people? Liverpool have just made their final signing of the summer, unless there's any absolute madness in the final hour, which if there is, me and Mike have got you covered. You don't need Sky Sports News, you don't need all these <laughs> other things. You just need me and Mike tonight. So, um, yeah, Liverpool have just signed Ryan Gravenberch. It's signed, sealed, delivered and announced. But before we get into that, Mike, how are you, my friend? Mate, I am good. I'm tired. It's a late one for me and you, brother. It's a late one. Um, But listen, brother, I'm great. I, I feel really good right now. I'm happy we have someone over the line. I think a lot of people got nervous when uh, Bayern's transfer deals went through. I've seen Twitter melting down as usual. Uh, But no, nah, man, I'm happy. How are you feeling? Yeah, I'm good. Um, I don't want to make it about me, but obviously I'm not going to go into it too much detail. But um, if you follow my Twitter, you'll know that this week's been a bit of a, a week from from hell for myself. So um, if you have reached out to me privately or on the timeline, I massively appreciate it. But apart from that, mate, the football side of things, I'm absolutely buzzing. So, um, yeah, I mean, let's get straight into it, Mike. Let's get straight into the business end of it mm. all but before we do that i must shout out the people in the in the stream it would be very rude of me not to yeah, big um come now i'd say right now big up anfield lad big up my guy always a regular we always love you brother here. first one every single time big up always. yourself mate um Iso says hello guys Jaden says yo i'd i'd say that was a, a we'll get into the rating very soon hold that mm. for michael um but Midfield was a great job with the signings, but I think we still could use a centre-back. Massive topic that me and Mike will be discussing. Alexander says, I'm good. What a signing. Yeah. Um, Orthodox says, yes, yes, lads. How are we, mate? Hope all is good. Make sure you smash the like button on this uh, stream, guys, because like Mike said, we are way, way past the, the time we normally stream. We normally do streams at 7pm, so um, this is quite a late one. But um, let's get straight into it. Liverpool have announced if i can share my screen boom there we go right before we came live and um mike i know i've not been on the pod uh, recently i think the last pod i was on uh, was the newcastle preview and just completely off topic um i've not had anything to say about that game but that was the best game i've ever been to and it will never be topped just saying um but i did catch a bit of the stream when this was sort of up in the air mike and it, it, correct me if i'm wrong but it seems like you wasn't that sure on it, but now he's here. He's in a in a red shirt. He's leaning against the exercise bike that was um, the from the original picture of him in the Liverpool yeah. shirt. They've recreated it. Um, how are you feeling now, mate? What do you think of this signing? Has your opinion changed? Do you still think it's maybe not yeah, what we needed? Or yeah, yeah talk me through it. Mate. I mean, listen, you you are right. You did catch my energy right in the last stream when when we were talking about it. I, I like him as a signing. I think I think he's a really good signing. I really do. I don't think he's the player we necessarily needed, but I'm very happy we have him. I think, you know, te- technically brilliant. There's so much talent there. I think getting him for the price we did as well, I think it's a bargain. I've seen people obsess how much we spent on him. I think for the price and the, the caliber that this player is and can be, I think it's a, a fantastic one. Um, I just, I, I'm not going to be negative. We need so positive. We, we should be focused on the positives to start, right? I'm happy we got him in. I think, you know, he'll bring a lot to the team. I think he brings a physicality to midfield that maybe we are lacking, especially with Fabinho out. You know, he's six foot four, big physical presence. He can take the ball from, six from two, box to box. Say what? I think he's six two. Six two? Ah, oh, he's bigger in my head, pause. But like it's Whoa. Wow. <laughs> listen. <laughs> Carry on. 
10 o'clock. <laughs> um, no, yeah, just listen. Watershed, to be fair, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> past watershed, it's all good. Um, but no, listen, I don't know about you, man. I feel like he, he could slide in alongside McAllister in the pivot. He could play part of a dynamic three with him and Silver Slide, but I'm not going to be a tactician, bro. I've never been a coach, but, <laughs> you know, I see enough of them on the timeline. Yeah, no, tell me about it. Um, look, I completely understand the reservations, and I think had we have signed him and a DM, there would be no sort of conversation about Gravenberch. Everyone would be on the same page, and I think it's very important to separate the two. Did we need a defensive midfielder? Yes, we did. We got one endo, but come on, let's be honest. Is, is he the one we all wanted? No, but we they got one technically. So if they were to have gone out and signed a Lavier or Caicedo and brought on Gravenberch alongside it, then it's a complete different conversation. So I don't think it's fair to, just because some fans may not be happy with the six that we've got or the six that we didn't get to sort of, overlook this signing and what Graven Birch can potentially go on to do for our club because I've made this point very clear over the last few days when this whole thing came came out. It was only a year to 18 months ago. This lad was put in the same sentences as a certain English midfielder, and I'm not talking about Jordan Henderson. Um talking about Jude Bellingham, one that got away, of course, from us. Um, he was one of them coming through. They sort of had the same... Um, breakout at the same sort of time. There were so many young midfielders, upcoming prospects in Europe, and Ryan Gravenberch coming through Ajax was one on everyone's lips. And obviously, when he went to Bayern Munich, everyone was like, wow, have they only got him for 20 odd mil? Um, it's not necessarily worked out for him there. And to Thomas Tuchel's credit, he came out today and, and basically took fault for that. He said, it was our system that pretty much let him down. We don't use eights, we don't have the the opportunity for him to play and he's going to go to Liverpool and he's going to get those opportunities so I think the whole narrative that people were trying to set about him being lazy and him not working hard enough he's rubbish that straight away for me because he even said that he works hard he's energetic he'll battle all of those things Thomas Tuchel said that he does they just couldn't get him in and that was always the issue I don't know why the signing maybe it was a committee sort of signing and it wasn't in the manager's hands I'm not sure who the manager was when they did sign him in fairness, may have been um, the the dude that won all the trophies, Flick. It may have been him. I can't remember. Let me know in the chat, guys, if you know who signed Ryan Gravenberch for Bayern Munich. But it seems like maybe in hindsight, it was one of those opportunistic signings that we talk about where, okay, Gravenberch comes available for 20 million. It's too too much of a, of a good opportunity for, for Bayern to turn down. And you fast forward all this time and it's not worked out for him. But, at the end of the day, mate, he's still 21 years of age. The potential doesn't seem to have gone anywhere because there were clubs in, in for him. As Man United wanted him. Um, a few clubs were, were trying to chase him down this summer and ultimately we're the ones that won. So I think it's a it's a very exciting sign. And again, I'm not going to, I'm like you, mate, I'm not going to sit here and give you some sort of tactical breakdown on what he can do to our system because... Let's be honest, none of us have watched more than five games of Ryan Gravenberch. But what I do know about him, what I've read about him from people that do those things as a literal job, you know, his ceiling is very high and he's a very exciting player. Six foot two, like we said, very technical, uh, loves to drive forward with the ball, which is just music to our ears, mate. How many times last season were we urging our midfielders to just drive forward with the ball, go on a run with it, make something creative happen? Um, so... In terms of the profile for for our number eights, he does fit uh, fit the bill. But I'm just going to ask you a question, Mike. 
I watched mm-hmm. the, the road, the road end podcast. I think it is. Um, absolutely fuming myself. I forgot that wrong. Uh, but they did a podcast with Ryan Babble today. Oh, and wow. Ryan Babble said um, he obviously knows of him. He played with him when he was eighteen. Um, Ryan Babble said he we we will be doing him. Um, wrong if we put him in as the six because he was basically saying he can offer so much more than a number six what do you think of that do you think this is something we're going to try and do or do you think you know he is one of the combative midfielders that we were looking for that maybe has a mixture of roles that they can play in our team you know I, I can't talk about him like I've seen him play 30 games you know I've I've seen him play a few games and I've read a lot about him you know uh, I keep saying this I've read a lot uh I think it's just I think it's too early to tell. I th- I think I've seen this happen a lot with Klopp signings where we expect one thing from them and they they turn into something else because they've got their own idea. You know, yeah. you think of Gakpo brought him in as a winger, we were all confused Genie. by it. You think of Genie. You know, to an extent you think of Hendo, uh, you know, you, you think of Marnie, right to left. Uh it's I've seen it happen too many times with players we bring in where we all assume one thing and then we see another. I think in terms of his attributes, he can he can be anywhere in that midfield for us. I think if we want to mould him to a six, he can become a fantastic six. I think if we want to mould him to a box-to-box fully, he can thrive at that too. I just think it's it's too early for anyone to make a real judgment on him, which is exciting. Um, you know, I, I think there's a lot of excitement in that because, and you know, you say his talent should be wasted by playing him in the six. I mean, even when we've played with a six, you know, when we've had Fabinho in there, I think Fabinho, we, you he's allowed to play to his strengths. And I feel like Gravenberg, if we were to play him in that six, would be able to play to his strengths as well. Um, mm. I don't think he would be, we would just sit in front of the back four and just say, you know, get the ball and, you know, give it away, get, give it to the next person as soon as you can. I think his his progressive ability in taking the ball from one box to the next or just drifting through a couple of players and releasing it is something that I think will just really take us to the next level in midfield. So it's, it's, it's incredibly exciting. I, I think what everyone wants to know though is how he fits in the midfield. What yeah. is the plan? Are we going to continue playing the inverted? Is Gravenberg going to be our deepest line three? Are we going to try and play McAllister deeper? I'm just curious. What do you think? Uh, I'm curious. What do you think? What What do you think the overall plan of attack is going to be? I I think it's a it's a case of horses for courses. Certain games are going to rely on different partnerships in the midfield. Um, maybe if you need somebody that has that technical flair that can unlock certain defenses this guy will be an asset because his dribbling attributes and all of those things where, you know, his um, progressive runs and all of those, like like we say, the, the tactical stats, you know, all, all the buzzwords really. Hmm. This guy fits all of them. And it's important that we, we do look back at his time at Ajax when we're looking at these things because obviously at Bayern we don't have much to go by. But um, yeah, I just don't see how one year you can be the name in Europe when it comes to young central midfielders. Okay, it's not worked out from another club to n- not being any good. Like that makes no sense to me. And Liverpool, obviously, we know how you know how careful they are with their scouting and their analysis. They've been tracking this guy for three, four years now, um, and now we've finally got the man. So, first of all, I don't have any worries that he's going to fit in. Where do I see him fitting in? I think he. I'm not entirely sure what side I've, I've seen him play on, to be fair. Um, but like you say, Mike, it doesn't really matter what they've done in the past because Gini Wijnaldum at Newcastle was more of a 10 on the wing. He was very attacking. 
he comes into our team and he, he's playing a much more reserved role, much more defensive-minded, you know, situation. So who's to say that's not going to happen again? Again, I'm not saying that, you know, this is the answer to our six issues because it's not. Um, Fabinho was a destroyer and we don't have a destroyer in the squad now. But that's just got me thinking, is the way we're going to move forward just more technical flair, more ability on the ball and try and win games that way. It's a big risk, isn't it? But if it plays off, Mike, we could potentially have 65, 70% of the ball in the majority of the games we play. And, you know, maybe back last season and the seasons gone by where we've won the Champions League and the Premier League, we've relied on destroyers because we didn't really have that technical brilliance in the side. Now we've got the technical brilliance and we've got hard work and determination with Sabosli and, you know, what we've heard about Gravenberch today. Is it overrated how much we need that big destroyer? Because I saw a lot of people talking about Palinia, a lot of people, you know, talking about Amrabat and other defensive mids. Are you concerned that we haven't really bought in a destroyer for our destroyer that we, we let go? I think you make a really good point about how we're going to play going forward. I think ju- just judging off the the signings we've made for the most part, you know, say Peplin is inspired, I know like, is what a lot of people have said, but... <laughs> It's, uh, I've been saying that again as well. It's like Pep Linders has too much power in the transfer room. I'm like, come on, man. Like, sort your heads out. But I think when you look at it, you know, you, you look at Gakpo, Diaz, the midfielders we've signed, they are in a different mold to the original, I don't know, call them, you know, the OGs that we signed under Klopp, you know. They they are in a different mold. They they are a lot more technical. They're a lot more progressive. I'd probably say they've got a lot more end product at one end of the pitch, but you could also argue that maybe defensively they're not as strong. So it's it is an interesting thing that we've decided to swap for, but I do think it's necessary because I think as a team, you have to progress. You can't just keep repeating the same old tactics that, you know, the only way you progress as a team and you look at Man City, for example, every season, there's a, there's a new element to them. There's a, there's a new unexpected twist um, to how they play and they adapt uh, and, you know, the team adapts and the squad adapts. And that's something that I think Liverpool are now in the process of doing. We are, you know, we're transitioning from a counter-pressing team to maybe a more possession-based side that breaks teams down a little bit more, which I don't know how much of our old identity we're going to lose because I think we are going to, I'd say the identity is just going to change. It's going to evolve. I think we'll still see the counter-pressing element. I think we've already seen that at the start of the season. There's a lot more energy in midfield, but I I, I do think we're seeing a, a, a progression in, how we play through midfield a lot more. I don't think we're going to be as reliant on Trent, for example, to, to unlock defences. I feel like we've got a lot more unpredictability within our midfield, whereas I feel like our midfield of old, although fantastic, I feel like maybe they're a bit more predictable. Um, Speaking of Trent. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> He's already met him. He's already, He's already spoken him. to him. He's already had a conversation with him on how these guys are going to cook oppositions in games to come this season. Um, yeah, I'm just going to go through a few things um, from the announcement. We're going to go through a few quotes of what he's had to say himself. Um, so first of all, we'll start with obviously the announcement. And then he says he's very happy that this is finally done. Of course, this is something that dragged on a bit. And like you said, Mike, a bit earlier on, <laughs> there was a bit of a, a, mini, a mini meltdown um, around six, five, six-ish. You know, Palinia doesn't go to Bayern Munich. That falls through. You get a few journalists saying that it has an impact on this deal. But then about 20, 25 minutes later, Joyce Ornstein Fabricio 
must have been Brewster because they all came out at exactly the same time and said that, no, this isn't anything to do with that. You know, the deal's already done. Bayern Munich and Liverpool have already exchanged all the required documents. Gavin Birch is a Liverpool player. Um, he said, of course, it's, it's one of the biggest clubs in the world. The fans, the stadium from the outside is, is top. And look, every single signing we've ever made in history has said that. But it is always nice to see. Before the move, I spoke to Virgin Cody. Uh, they said the team was top and everything is great here. Mm, everything. <laughs> Not too sure if everything is great. I mean, it, it has been this season for sure. Um, three win, No, two wins and a draw. You know, two tough away games and we come out um, with four points out of six and obviously the Bournemouth win. So, so far, so good. Um, so, yeah, it's nice to see our boys tapping them up, isn't it? You know, Virgil, Cody have obviously had an influence. Like I said before, Mike, um, Ryan Babble's spoken to him. It's always nice to have p- people and players on your side, isn't it? Fighting for their mates to come and sign for us. Yeah, I mean, listen, Ryan Babble had quite the impact for us. I, I think... Uh, if you look at his little legacy, um, if anyone doesn't remember what he did to Howard Webb, uh, but he, yeah, listen, it's, it's it's great to see, and I think, as I say, I'm just I'm excited for him to kick on and get started. I'm actually really excited for the window to shut as well because I think, yeah, as a fan base, we understandably so because you know we need a centre back, we need a destroying defensive midfielder, and we haven't got that, but we need to put it behind us, and we just kind of just need to get on with the season now. Um, They've got a plan. I, I, part of me still believes that they have a plan, and there's a reason they've gone for the players they've gone for, and there's a reason they haven't gone for the players that we wanted them to, uh, in some respects, you know. But I think for me, it's it's the profile of player that we targeted in this window. It's different to what you consider a, a standard Klopp midfielder or of, of in his past at Liverpool. They're they're not engines. They're they're not just engines. They're not just workhorses. They're a lot more than that. Uh, and mm-hmm. the age profile as well is really, really interesting. Um, I'm, I'm, <laughs> they haven't, mate, haven't they? Just, honest to God, I've aged a decade if we, in the last If we months. had time, we could sit here and count the amount of central midfielders that we've been linked with, that we've spoken on. I would guess it is 30 plus. Easily, easily. Yeah. Well, you think we started off the window thinking the rebuild. I say thinking Mount. rebuild. But yeah, it was Nunes, Mount Bellingham. Then you had, obviously, you've had Lafayette, you've had Caicedo, you've had Calvin Phillips. Um, I think the only midfielder we've not been linked to is Hoiberg, if I'm honest with you. It's been a long, long summer, and I agree with Mike. You know, once this stream's done, that's it. I'm not talking about transfers until yeah. after Christmas. Um, but yeah, let's get on to some of these uh, quotes then. He gave me such a warm feeling when he was talking about his first club hug, and there they are talking about the master plan of what we're going to do with Ryan in the midfield. And he said that it's great to start with Jurgen Klopp. Um, on Sunday, I can't wait to be there. I can't wait to hear you'll never walk alone. I'm assuming he's probably not going to be in the squad. Um, I know he's registered. No, he's not. He didn't register in time. Yeah, he, He'll be at the ground. You know, I, we report from somebody that he registered. But even if he did register, I, I, I doubt he'll be in the squad. Um, I think he might, like you say, he might just be there to sort of see the ground, see the fans, watch the game, and then, you know, start training. On the Monday, uh, my friends were pushing for me to join Liverpool, and that I'm a good dribbler, player, box to box, and got a good shot. I mean, Mike, if that if that's what he has, mate, yeah. If 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 what he's saying is true, then like I said before, mate, we all know that maybe okay, fine. Endo's not the most glamorous of signings. Maybe we probably could have done with a bit more quality, but if that's what he, what he can offer, mate. We're in for a treat. 
Mate, listen, we are. Listen, we got to be excited about this signing. I think, you know what's crazy? I think if we sign Lavia and then we sign him, yeah, everyone feels different. Winning the league shouts. So you'll have people going absolutely nuts. I think because it's weird because I think Endo's a solid signing. Um, it's just one of them. Uh, is there a reason he has the number 38, by the way? Do we know? It is was there... his old number, I think. Is that what it was? I believe it was his number when he came through. Yeah, chat. If anyone knows the reason to that, put it in the chat. But uh, it's it, it is just curious. But listen, we've got to be excited about it. There's there's so much to be excited about. Um, but yeah, he started. Know. Sorry, he was wearing thirty eight at Bayern Munich as well. He did wear it at Ajax when he came through. So it's um, his number. So it's like it's like yeah, Trent with uh, his number. What to twenty nine, nineteen twenty, and then he he went he went to eight, and then went back to the thirty eight at Bayern Munich. Mm. So yeah, he's got some sort of attachment to it, but um, yeah, I mean, look, there's not really much more to say about Ryan Gravenberch. It's not been said. I think me mm-hmm. and Mike are both on the same page. We're excited to see him. Let's get into the window as a whole, then, Mike. This is what we've done so far with 35 minutes to spare. Um, again, you never know; stranger things have happened. Um, oh, come on! <laughs> trying to get him to stay, Mike. Oh yeah, sorry, yeah, guys, stay. We'll <laughs> sign the centre back uh, if we hit yeah, 50 I'm likes. Getting, I'm getting in my ear, guys. If you stay until 11 o'clock, uh, someone's someone's on the way. Someone's um, on the way. Ben's yeah. going to sign. Ben's going to play centre-back. If you guys get us to 25 likes, Ben is going to play centre-back. Centre-back, oh gosh. Um, this is what we've done, Mike. Uh, started off amazingly. McAllister for 35 million. Then we got Spotsly for 60 mil. Release clause. Then there was sort of a two-week frame where, honestly, mate, I'm not seeing a timeline as toxic as those two weeks where oh, we signed Spotsly. And by the way, a hundred percent, one million percent, I'm better than Martinez. You already know. Um, anyway, um, yeah, it was horrible, but within reason. I, a lot of the stuff people were saying was valid. Um, we just sold Fabinho for forty million, sold Henderson for twenty million. There was nothing going on. Then we're dilly and dallying, flirting with the idea of getting Lavia. Then we put the mad bid in for Caicedo. Then we don't get Caicedo. We try and go back for Lavia. That doesn't happen. And then we left with nobody. A few days later, we signed Endo. And then people think, you know what? That might be our window done. And then two days ago, we get the dagger that Liverpool are going to go in for Gravenberch. So summarise the window, mate. This is the last time we're ever going to speak on it because it has been <sighs> mentally draining, physically draining, all of those things. Penny to a pound. Um, it's not the last time we speak on it, though, unfortunately, brother. No, no, no. no. Those spaces are ruthless. <laughs> I'm not joining a space talking about this again, bro. I'm going in spaces oh. to discuss match reactions, and that is it. Um, but yeah, summarize the window, mate. The good, the bad. In fact, do, do the good first. No, that doesn't make sense to do the good first, does it? Bad, bad first. Do, do the bad first. What do you think we haven't done then? That we need I think to. we've okay. The bad, I think the majority get easily misled by media speculation, which leaves people to be a lot more disappointed than they need to be. Uh, I think on top of that, I don't think we've been ambitious enough with our this is a big one. I don't think we've been ambitious enough in our star signing. I love Sabaslai, I'm glad we have him. We should have been putting that money towards a star six not a star box-to-box eight. I love Sabasly. He's going to be brilliant for us. I love him. I adore him. But I just would have rather us put that money into 
uh, star six. Just, I just really believe that. I think we've still got the quality going forward with or without Sabasly. We we needed the quality in defence more more than than attack. It's that might be a niche opinion. Um, I think the biggest disappointment at the window would, as I say, is the defensive midfielder not getting the centre back is tough. Positives, um, not getting the centre back allows a young lad to come through. He looks good. He looks interesting. Uh, he'll but get game time now. At the same time, say what? But there's also a level at the same time. Right? There, there is, but I'm trying to talk on the positives. So, you know, he's going to get his opportunity, right? He's going to get his opportunity. That's exciting. I love an underdog story. So good luck to Endo. I hope he proves everyone wrong and I hope he has a great season. Um, I love what we've done. As I say, signing McAllister, Sabasly, Gravenberg, technically brilliant, age perfect, uh, profile so dynamic, versatile, love every single part of that. Um I love the fact that we've kept a hold of certain players. Uh, I go, you know, your Salas, your Diaz. Um, I love the look of the team. I think we've got a youthful team. I think we've got a very exciting team. And yeah, man, listen, a perfect window would have seen us sign maybe a different defensive midfielder and a centre-back. It's not to be. Let's get on with it. I think there's so much to be excited about with this team, though. What are your thoughts? What, when you look at our team now, what, what, what did you think of the window? Positives, negatives, how do you feel? I agree with what you've just said, to be fair, mate. I think <laughs> the midfield... No, nah, look, I've never really been too too involved in the glamorous signings, the big, like they say, marquee players. For me, mm. it's always been... It's always been the right player. It's not about, you know, dropping 70 million on a name. I'm not saying that's what you were getting at, but, mm. you know, people are obsessed with, like... The glamour of sign, and I get it. You do want the big names every now and again, but for me, when Dominic Savoslai, as soon as he was linked, I, I don't know, like a light bulb just went off in my head, and I thought, yeah, I can see this. Like this one sounds like a good one, and then you read about his profile, um, you see him in preseason, you automatically see, okay, yeah, this guy's a runner. This guy's a a machine. Like this guy's almost superhuman. The amount he can run which it sounds absolutely mental, but we didn't have that last season. We didn't have somebody that ran their socks off for 90 minutes in midfield. Maybe they'd run for 60 minutes, but not a full 90. Like So many times they just looked lethargic and, you know, lacked energy and just like they couldn't be bothered to be there. But from so far, what we've seen in Dominic Savoslai, my only concern is we can't, we can't, we can't just rely on this guy because he's going to blow himself out by Christmas. So I think yeah. that's important to, you know, when people say about the midfielders, we've got loads now. We didn't need Graven Birch because we've got this, we've got that. Yeah. But when you look at the players that we've lost, we've lost um, Henderson, we've lost Fabinho, we've lost Ox, we've lost Naby, we've lost Milner. And we've replaced them with four bodies that touch board don't really have injury concerns as it stands. I'm I'm more than happy with that. Yes, of course, and I will die on this hill. Endo, we don't know about him yet. He's not really played well. He's he hasn't played in a full ninety for us with ten men, uh, with eleven men. Sorry, but um, I still would have probably preferred somebody better, somebody uh, with more experience, a bit of a younger age profile. Um, of course, nobody can deny that. But with the other three. I always said at the start, because I know Graven Birch was a name that was linked with us for a while. I always said, if he's one of three or four coming in, then I'm very happy with that. And he is. He's one of three or four coming in. So I'm, I'm happy with that. Alexis McAllister, I saw with my own two eyes how good that guy was against us on two occasions, possibly three, actually. Um, and yeah, very delighted. Absolute bargain. Could go down as the bargain of the summer. And Dominic Sabosly and Graven Birch, both of those two, 
big, big fans of. However, you are right. We probably have left ourselves short again. Um, even if it's not for the midfield spots, even if you're happy with those spots, we're three games in. And I know Virgil got isn't available because of his own doing. And I thought it was a bit of a harsh red card, but his antics after, you know, maybe he should have kept them a bit yeah, more. Yeah, he kind of shot himself in the foot, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. but my point is we're three games in, Mike, with, with, without Virgil, obviously, for his own doing. Canate's already got an injury. We're down to Gomez and, and Matip for Aston Villa and Joel Quanza. So I just don't understand. And maybe you can give some sort of idea. Why why was this not addressed? Why did we not get a centre-back? Have they looked at the numbers and just thought, okay, well, we have got five, so we're fine. Like, What do you think was the reason for not addressing the centre-back when even five months ago, mate, we did a stream on this channel and it was me, it was Shiggs and it was Elliot. And we all said then that we need another centre-back without anyone going. So why have the club not addressed this? It's, I think I think we're picky when it, in the market. I feel like we're not, all, we're not always necessarily picky with some areas. We'll have a list of players, can't get one, get the other. I think with this particular profile, I think we're trying to sign the Van Dijk replacement long-term. Yeah. Because we're trying to sign a left-sided centre-back that's willing to wait. I, I read the articles, you know, they, that is willing to be bled in throughout the next year or so. It's, it's Van Dyke replacement is what it sounds like we're trying to get to. Not many people are going to be able to play that role and fit exactly what we're looking for. I think it was a case of if we could find the right thing on the market, we'll go for it. Levi Colwell was probably the only one on the market that the club would have looked at and said, yeah, prime experience, young, not injury prone, good playing out the back, physical presence, can play our style, can also play as a left back if needed. So that was probably the only, it's such a unique profile as well that they're, they're requesting. And you see the people that say, you know, you got, um, uh, is it Inacio uh, from Portugal? Mm-hmm. I think the reality that we need to look at there, there was as well as like the step up from Portugal to the Prem is, is vast. And you can do it as a midfielder and a striker and get bedded in. As a defender, it's a lot, a lot harder. A lot harder to do. And, you know, you even look at Pedro Porro, phenomenal going forward for Spurs. He's very questionable defensively. It's because Portuguese don't have, you know, Portuguese defences don't get put under the same type of thing that you do in the Prem. And you see that every time we go and play Porto away. You know what I mean? Um, if, what, what was that last one? If, if we can't it's play about Gavin Birch, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just going back a bit, but obviously we're talking about centre-backs. That's, that's it for me. I just, I feel like we just didn't have the right profile. I know a lot of people will say, well, you know, we've had all summer to get one. I just... It's not on the market. It's not there. And I think we kind of ran into a similar thing with defensive midfielders, to be honest. We had you had Lavia. Caicedo was never really an option. I know we went for him, but he never felt like an option. You know, yeah. we had Lavia, who was, yeah, he was over, he was, Lavia was overpriced. We were doing our best to negotiate it down. And then we kind of shot ourselves in the foot by going for Caicedo and making Lavia feel like second choice. Yeah. Decore, over, I, I like Decore, oh. but overpriced. Andre. For 50 mil, probably, yeah, but 70. But 70, just... no. Polinia overpriced, uh, maybe out of the age age bracket. So, and then you go, what, Andre from South America, he's just finished the season. I you want to get a guy him. to play back-to-back seasons? I think we'll get him. You still think, you think we'll I get think, him? I, I think we'll get him in Jan, yeah. I, I, I've got a feeling that Thiago will go and he'll come in. It makes sense. I can see yeah. Thiago going and Andre being the step, and I feel like we could do that thing we did with Marnie and Diaz where you bring the replacement in in January. I can see that, definitely. Um 
I'm not against it. I'm, I'm more than happy for that. Christ, I if just... we bring Andre in, that's great. But Antiago's kind of proven that he's not oh, necessarily... It's so sad. It's so sad. What's that, Tiago? Tiago is honestly, hand on heart, one of the most technically gifted players you'll ever see at this football club. You know, you won't see many better than him technically. You won't. Mm. That's, that's a fact. That guy is so good at football and playing the game. But again, we found out today there's a setback, which is just so sad because, you know, it wasn't long ago we were like, oh, yeah, that's, you know, try and hope that Tiago can overcome these injuries but we just feel like we're saying it time and time and time again with Tiago and if there was a bid that came in this window which obviously there hasn't been and there won't be with 25 minutes to go mm. I think we probably would have or should have cashed in and I know there there was some interest from Saudi and you can look this is not me bashing Tiago no we're not saying Tiago's leaving in Jan uh, Georgie we're saying that Andre might sign in Jan. No, 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 no. You know what, Ben? No. Georgie, he's leaving in Jan, all right? He spoke to... He texted me directly, right? And he said, Mike, listen, break it on the pod. I'm leaving in Jan. And I said, listen, I'll break it. I'll break it, Teagues, all right? Trust me. Check check my following, bro. Tiago follows me, all right? Yeah, just going back to my thing, like, that's just the most frustrating thing. Sorry, I had to stop you there. I understand. I understand. That was sarcasm. It's late. You got it. Yeah, it's just so frustrating because the quality is there. Everyone can see it. Stevie Wonder would be able to see how good this guy is at football. You know what I mean? He's that good. Um, do you, do you think he was a successful signing? What? <sighs> Genuinely. Do you think... Because I'll, I'll tell you this now, and I don't mean this in a way of like maybe I'm biting at a few things I've seen. I feel like if you, brought, you buy a midfielder in, uh, if I put to you... To be honest, I'll actually say this. I think oh, this could get clipped and look awful come the end of the it. season. I think if you look at that uh, Oxley Chamberlain, he's had a very similar career at Liverpool. Oh, I'm glad you said at Liverpool. At Liverpool. Oh, oh Jesus, at Liverpool. Listen, Thiago, <laughs> Thiago technically is one of the best players I've I've ever watched live. Like blessed, absolutely blessed to have ever seen it, right? Mm-hmm. But there's undoubtedly he's came in. He's had so many injuries. He, in terms of the amount we pay for him, pay 20 mil. The wages were paying him a pretty pretty steep, you know, in terms of the game time he's getting. When he's on the pitch, he's brilliant. He's getting him on the pitch. But he's getting him on the pitch. And we had the same thing with Ox for ages. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I know near the end of Ox. And same with Nabi. I, I can't put Nabi there because I didn't really see enough of Nabi No, Nabi, well. Nabi showed the quality when he played, man. He did. I was never sold. I was never sold on Nabi, bro. I was never nah, sold. Nabi for me. Nabi. Nabi showed the quality that he had. Obviously, I'm not saying he was to Thiago's level. Mile nowhere near it. But um, you're right. And I, I think other players have. Um, obviously, Thiago's got the credit in the bank. His name and how good he's been. That's, in the game. I think you're right. He's rolled on the credit. But he's got bit. away with it a lot. I think. I think if it was anybody else, the fan base by now would have get out. Or what are you doing? Like we're wasting money. Well, but, um, to answer your well, question, a success. Yeah. Um. Like um, this lad says, Colin, um, I definitely don't believe we've got the full potential at Thiago signing we f- that we thought we would. And 100%, mate, yeah. when he came in, um, eyebrows were raised. You know, Liverpool Football Club had finally, like, before him, we'd signed players that we'd made to go go on and be world class. 
when we signed him, we'd got the finished article. We'd just signed the world-class player. You know, Tiago Alcantara plays for my football club. Like, the, the, the hype around that. I was at Alton Towers, I remember it as clear as day. I didn't care about Alton Towers for the rest of the day. All I cared about was Tiago Alcantara was at yeah. my football club. Like, I as it's my mates, who's your midfielder? Who's your centre mid? Like, you can't and they're like, bro, I'm trying to get on the ride. And you're like, nah, like... <laughs> yeah, like, you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah. Was he successful? Well, is he a successful signing? Look, if we win the Premier League and Champions League this season and he, and he plays... Yeah, that's what I mean. I can League. eat my oh, words. Gosh, I forgot we're not in it. Oh, no. That's... Oh, Ben, that's bad. That's no, okay. Bad. If we win the Premier League and Europa League this season and he's had some part to play in it, then you've got to look at the trophies at least. League Cup, FA Cup and two of the big ones. Then mm. yeah, but I know well, what you're saying. Look back at the start of the window. I'm, I'm, I'm interviewing you here, Ben, but no, you look back at the start of the window, right? Everyone, everyone was saying, yeah, to be honest, at the start of the window as well, I don't care. Everyone was saying, get rid of Fab and Hendo. It, people were saying both. People wanted both gone. I know that now in hindsight, everyone goes, oh, maybe we shouldn't have got rid of Fab. Everyone wanted Fab gone, especially during last season. And so I, I know people penny flip and you know, they, they, they pick a side whenever they want to for their own narrative. A lot of people wanted Fab gone. What, I, what I'd always see though would be, no matter what, we can't sell Thiago. And... I never engage in debates on the timeline because I, I, it's it's hard to kind of have a nuanced conversation about it. But would we have been better off or would we? We don't know how the season's going to go. But neutrally, do you think we'd be better off keeping Fab selling Tiago, or keeping Hendo selling Tiago, Keeping one of those two and then having the other one go? Because I currently yeah, believe... But then what if that meant that we had 40 less million to play with? I would, well, what would you take? Would you take the midfield we have now or would you swap Listen, Thiago? I, I, I said five months ago when we had that stream I mentioned earlier that we should sell Fabinho, so I'm not going to go back on that. That's, uh, I respect you standing it. I respect you standing it. It's just, I I just, just I what I saw from Fabinho last season, mate, I just feel like for him personally and us as a club moving forward, it's probably the best for both parties. And when you get 40 million for a 29-year-old that's, let's be honest, had a bit of a disastrous season. It's too good. Mm. It's too good money to pass up on. Um, I'm just putting a tweet up, Mike, because there is a certain Egyptian that we want to talk about. But I want to get some people. Let's get him in. Um, so yeah, we're gonna talk about him just now. I'm gonna try to get some tweets up from this morning, guys. Bear with me because I've got to scroll all the way down. Um, While you do that, I will. I will sort of just give a bit of a back to back, uh, a back thing that everyone even know everyone knows anyway. So for the last couple of weeks, all over the timeline. We have been seeing links to Mohamed Salah going to the Saudi League, including a lot of journalists from over there and a lot of unreliable journalists saying a bid was pending. There's always been a bid pending. The bid hasn't actually gone in until today, today. where that changed. Uh, seeing a lot of people on the timeline panicking, thinking that he could go today. A lot of people saying that we should sell him today. And a lot of people saying selling him today would be crazy. So... We're going to go over that. We're going to talk Mo Salah. And we're going to talk about everything that's happened today and what may happen in the future. So what's the first tweet? Well, this was in the middle of me because before now, we've got a few admins on the case now. Big up to all our admins at TAT. They all do an incredible job. But um, yeah, up until the government birch announcement, it was pretty much me all day. There was a couple of us chipped in there and there. But um, I was doing the Europa League draw. So I was watching that whilst at work, had it on one screen, tweeting away on my phone. And then I've just seen all these come out. And I was like, oh my gosh, Like honestly, this is already tough work as it is. Now I need to report on Mo Salah. Um, and yeah, like we can see on, on the screen now from David Ornstein, um, one of, if not the, you know, 
the goat. Yeah, pretty much of, of all transfers in 2023. Um, he says Liverpool reject a verbal bid worth more than 100 million substantial add-ons from our Etihad. LFC view the case, case as closed. And mm. then following on from that one, Mike, just before we go, uh, Paul Joyce said that Liverpool reject El Etihad bid for Mo Salah. The offer was 100 million, rising to 150 million. The club insists the play is not for sale and the case is closed. Mike, the club insists the case is closed. But my question to you is do you think the case is closed? For now, <laughs> for now it's closed. I think, listen, our window closes in 18 minutes. I, I, I know people can hate our owners and you know have your own thoughts about them. They're not stupid enough to sell Salah when we can't buy a replacement. They're, they're not. It, I said this in a in a space earlier. We would. Uh, it reminds me a lot of the Suarez and the Coutinho situation, probably with less a lot less drama. I don't listen. I don't think Salah wants to leave, but I also do think that we might be in the situation where we go right next summer is going to be the summer, and we get that done early. And we'll get that money and we'll reinvest it. The same way we did with the Suarez money. Same way we did with the Coutinho money. You take your star player. You get the money and you reinvest it in two positions. I don't think it's right. I want to make that clear. I don't think it's right. I I want to keep Salah till he retires. I, in, in a dream scenario for me, Salah retires here and he breaks all oh, the records. 100%. Because I, I adore that player. And I think I, there's three players that have made me fall in love with football a little bit more than anyone else. Uh him, Suarez, and and Gerard. Uh, Gerard would have been the three players who made me fall because they have it all. They have it like he has it all. He represents Liverpool. He is Liverpool Football Club in, in a lot of different ways. Salah, everything he does outside the club for charity, for his area, everything, how he speaks, how he leads by example, and everything he's achieved at the club because he's achieved everything. Mm. Him leaving top. would be sorry. Go on. Sorry, I was going to say he could he could be in the conversation for top three Liverpool players of all time. He is. For, for me, listen, I've, I had this conversation with my stepdad the other day. Now, my stepdad watched Liverpool, obviously, in, in their prime, you know, your 70s and 80s. I said to him, I was like, where does Mo Salah rank? You've, you've seen them all. Where does, where does Salah rank? You've seen a lot more football than me. You've seen three decades more football than me. Where does he rank? <laughs> wow. Yep. Hey, listen, ruthless, isn't it? But yeah, he has. And he said he's, he's top five. He's top five now. Yeah, he's got to be. Yeah, he's, he's definitely top five. So if he's top um, five now, if he, he had two more years of football, even if he just has a phenomenal season this year, that's where he is. And you know, you see in the chat there, someone says he's Liverpool's greatest ever Premier League player. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't say that because I grew up watching Gerard. I can't say that. I just can't. It'll be, it, it, it feels wrong to say it. Right? I, you know, Mike, listen, I've seen a few people say this now, you know. I've seen a few people say this. It's revision. It's revisionist. I, I review. <laughs> <laughs> the argument is, and we could be here discussing this all night, you compare the teams that have oh, easy. been easy. playing with. The, some of the dross that Gerard had to carry in literally his own oh. two shoulders was yeah. um, insane. But uh, big up, Jamie. I've seen your comment as well just then. Um, mm -hmm. Always good to see you, mate. Check out Jamie Phillips Football Chats, guys. Absolutely amazing up. content creator. Does streams pretty much every other day or every day. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, I hope you're well, mate. Yeah, my thing with Salah is I'll be brutally honest, mate. If this bid came in in the first week of the window, then I, I think it's pretty clear we probably would have accepted it. Um, I think mm. they would have been very excited with the prospect of having that 150 million plus whatever they had, which we now know is 130 million on top of that, which we have spent. Um, so, you know, that would have given us like 250 to 300 million to spend this summer. So then we probably would have got the centre back. We probably would have got all these other positions, but at what cost? Mo Salah. 
and it's a no-brainer for me. If you if you tell me you can sell Mo Salah this summer and rebuild every other position, or you can get a few midfielders and keep Mo Salah, I'm picking to keep Mo Salah all day. I agree. Day. There's no, I agree. There's no conversation to be had, no. and that seems to be the club stance as well. You know that you say, and I think somebody asked a comment earlier. Um, does this mean that we, we he can't go? No, he can still go 100%. But like Mike said, Harvey Elliott, Ben Doak as the right wing replacements now with 15 minutes to go. There's no way that's going to happen. No. Um, we'd probably, I'd, I still think we'd get fourth just about without, or maybe not actually, maybe, maybe that's another conversation to be had. But um, it's just too much of a risk. You can't replace those 30 goals that he is inevitably going to get this season for us because he will play in the Europa League at some stage, whether it's the knockouts or whatever. He will. Like, you know, most Salah loves to play football matches. So that's going to happen. So he's going to get 30 goals this season. You can't replace those as much as I love Harvey and Ben Doak. You can't replace 30 goals with those two players. The club have said, as per David Ornstein and Paul Joyce, that the case is closed. He's not going this summer. What we've got to do now as a fan base is for once trust the club in what they're saying. I know people find it very hard to do that, but just try and do it. Trust the manager, first of all, because he's been the one that has led this whole thing. Is No, Mo's happy here. He's not for sale. We haven't had a bid. We even, even if we did, the answer would be no. In his words, in Jurgen Klopp's words. So if something happens now, with the last week of the Saudi window being open, and they go back on that. Klopp's left with egg on his face. The club's left with egg on their face. They all look like absolute idiots and liars and hypocrites. And um, yeah, we're just in an absolute mess. Mo Salah for me, you can clip this all you want. He's not going anywhere this summer. I think like Mike said, I think if you sort of make a gentleman's agreement with him, if he does really want to go to Saudi, I don't think we can stand in his way for that. For what he's done for this club for over the last seven years, you're well within your rights to leave, you know, if you want to get that last sort of, and I don't want to disrespect going to that league too much, but you know, let's be honest, it is to get the five. So, bro, disrespect it because it deserves two players' wage. Yeah, um, sort of give him a gentleman's agreement, Mike. You give us this season, next season, you know, we won't stand in your way. Yeah, listen, I the, the way I view Saudi League, and I'm going to make this very clear because I don't want it to come across the wrong way. It's the same way I view the MLS, and it's the same way I view the China, the, the league that was they were trying to build in China, well. right? Yeah. It is is nothing to do with the area. It's nothing to do with anything. They are trying to buy football culture. The MLS tried to do it and they failed. So they revert. They changed the whole system and they had to. Now the difference is is that the MLS and China were not financially sustainable. The Saudis are. The Saudis got money to burn. Fair play, go for it. But the issue is, is as a result of that, they are kind of burning down the football constitution as it is. And I don't mean that in a bad way or, or a good way or whatever. It's just what's happening. You buy and you constantly take the best players. I've seen someone bring up the arguments, that, and I don't want to make it about this, but I just want to make this point because it does link back to Salah. Someone said, listen, all they're doing is exactly what the Premier are doing. They're buying the best players. Massive difference. It's a massive difference. England was built on football. This, there's a whole culture around it. The, the quality is here. The quality of the league, the competition is here. You don't have that over there. Now, maybe they're trying to build that and good luck to them, but it's just frustrating. And maybe I'm just saying that because... I'm passionate and I'm worried we're going to lose lose Salah Listen, and more star players. Let's not kid ourselves, Mike. He's their crown jewel. He yes, is. No, he is. He is. You know, he, he, he fits in with the culture there. You know, he is the player that they want to end with. He's almost their end goal. They've got Ronaldo. They've like got that, Neymar. Yeah. But they're not stopping there. Any other league in the world, look at the MLS with Messi. They're just absolutely gassed to have 
the best player. And look, he is the best player of all time. So it's a bit different yeah. in their league. But Saudi, look at the names they've got now. They've got um, Ronaldo. They've got Neymar. They've got Mahrez. Oh, right. They've got Mane. They've got all these names. Yeah, Benzema, yeah. Ballon d'Or winner last year. Mm-hmm. But they're not stopping, Mike. They won, and they are going to keep pushing for Salah. And this is where we have to see how serious this football club is now. You know, Do you think if there's we... any situation where he stays next season as well? So yeah, he stays, he gets always... a season. You think there's a situation where we have him next year as well? There's always, look, there's always a chance that he stays again. Um, I don't, look, I don't think he will because I don't mm. think that Saudi money is going anywhere for him. For us, no. we might get less of a fee next summer, and that's something that they'll have to just take on the chin. You know, now it can be one seventy-five to two hundred. If we sell him next summer, it probably drops to just shy of a hundred to a hundred because he'll be thirty-two. You know, it's it, it won't be a deadline day sort of thing. You know, the money's there now because we can't do anything about it. So they have to pay a premium on top, right? But if they come in, in in June with an offer, it's not going to be anywhere in that mark. And that's something that they've got to weigh up. Is it is it worth having Mo Salah for this season now and getting less money or selling him for more money now? Absolutely mm. not. You keep Mo Salah. You try and win the Europa League now. You try and win the Cups. You try and get the absolute most out of him that we can. And look, let's be honest, it's already been an incredible amount. Yeah. Um, and then if it is to be next summer, you shake his hand and you part ways. There's, I just, for now, there's just no, no chance for me that um, he goes with a week to go. They're going to keep coming. They're going to keep knocking. They'll keep knocking like on the door. Said, and like, I, I, John I Henry has to get his, his you know what's out and whack him on the table and make a stance. Yeah, listen, it, it, whatever happens, happens. I do think he ends up out there. I think no matter what, he does end up out there, probably next season. It's it's a shame, but it is what it is. I like I understand the appeal of it too, and you're right, he's the crown and jewel in a lot of ways, as as he would be for anyone. Um, as he would be for any club. It's it's a shame it, it, it's ending the journey soon. I feel like we all thought we'd have had him for a couple more years if you asked a year or so ago. I don't think anyone thought he'd be coming around the corner like this. So I I do think this is the last season. Um how much he goes for next year, I don't know. Maybe 100, 120. I would have absolutely loved the Abbey. I would have absolutely loved him. He's going to do unbelievable things at Villa this season as well. But now, you know, that's 80 to 100, isn't it? If you want to get him from Villa, if he has uh, a good season. This is the thing. He's out the way. I don't think, I don't know about you, but when I, the only player I can see a Liverpool signing in in the Prem at the moment to replace Salah, and this Saka. isn't one. I'd love Saka. But again, that's like it's 150. It's different profile though, isn't it? He's not going to get the goals. It's going to be his best season ever last season and he got 15. I think. Mate, yeah, but he's only no, like Nunes 21. 15 goals. Yeah, but he's, he's 21, bro. And he's a winger. I know, man, but... Uh, I, bro, that, we'll end up signing Jared Bowen. That's the other point, though. That That is the other point. There's no... There's just nobody out there. If you sell Mo Salah, whether it be now or next summer, the profile for that spot has to completely change. And you have to maybe split those 30 goals mm. with three, four, five players because unless you're killing Mbappe... You're not coming in and getting those numbers. No one is, unless somebody just like Mo Salah did. To be fair, he's a bit of a late bloomer. Twenty-four, I think it was, where he had his first sort of. Oh no, he would have been a bit younger because I think we signed him at about twenty-four, twenty-five. So probably like 22, 23, when he was getting loaned out to Fiorentina and Roma. I think he was getting double digits for those clubs. Mm. Um, so there are going to be players out there that maybe bloom into what he has been, but. Very unlikely. Players like Mo Salah are generational. You know, they're once in a lifetime. You look at the numbers he's got, the records he's broken. 
it just it is priceless. And very few football players are priceless. You know, people mm. say every player's got a price. Wouldn't sell my sellers tonight if they came in with 300 million. Can't I'm say being serious. Price. I'm being yeah. serious. If for 300, if, if we just got a dagger from Ornstein with five minutes to spare, LT I'd have come in 300 million, 250 up front, 50 if they win the league. The answer is no, because what can we do with that money until January? Nothing. It makes no sense. Yeah. I do think, I mean, dream scenario won't happen, to be clear. I know this won't happen, but dream scenario, come January, Mbappe, you know, Salah's going. (laughs) We've flirted with with Mbappe in the past. Never. I mean, we could actually afford him this time. He wants out of PSG. And everyone said that this season, he was the one he was going to get out of PSG and go to Real Madrid. And that's not happened. He's still there. He's still going to go on the free at the end of the year. I think that's absolutely insane. Maybe that's insane. not I'm to Real Madrid, though. That's fair. Yeah, he's holding out for Madrid. If we could strike some sort of agreement now, we let Salah go next summer. Mm. With the obviously Mbappe going on a free, it's not a free because the fees and the the wages oh, are just yeah, yeah, crazy. Yeah. But if we use that money to get him, it's ain't happening. By the way, but that <laughs> is for me the only scenario where I will be happy with letting Salah go to get killing Mbappe. I'll tell you this: if it, the only situation next summer I'd be happy letting Salah go would be as if let's say Salah. Uh, Look, so, we yeah. don't think he's gonna come. We're just saying. I read that. Literally, that's why I laughed. That's why that's I laughed. The only scenario where we're joking. <laughs> I would consider letting Salah go. Listen, if and if he Saka, went, yeah, yeah. Saka does have English tax. He is. He's he does. If he went, listen. If Salah Salah goes next summer, the the only way I think I'd be happy personally is if that money got reinvested to the same quality that the Coutinho money did, where we go buy two first team revolutionary players, just like. Here's a game change in centre back. Here's a game changer winger, or here's a game change in six, and here's a game changer winger. If we do that, I will shut up and I will just go. All right, that was really sad that he's gone, but happy days. Which is what we have to do. But it's listen. I don't know whether I trust our recruitment anymore. I... No, the answer's no. No, no. Like I just, you keep pulling up these comments, bro. <laughs> like no. Sorry to right. be telling you guys no over time, but everyone that you list there is either. A midfielder, left side, down the center. You've listed one right winger in that list. Look, bro. I'm the I'm one of the biggest Ben Doak advocators. I love him. You'll find he's an absolute gem, and I think he's going to be a top top player. Same with Harvey Elliott. You know, a lot of our fans love to bash the kid. I've still got massive hopes for Harvey Elliott. Massive. This is Mohammed Salah. Let me say those two words to you again. This is Mohammed Salah, right? I love all of these guys that are on the screen. Darwin Nunes gave me the best football experience of my life last week. The best. Will never be topped. But he's not Mohamed Salah. Jota, love him to pieces. He's not Mohamed Salah. Gakpo, he ain't going to score goals anyway because he's not that sort of player. He, he might get 15, but come on. like yeah, no. for me, no, but My point is, with the, yeah, 250 mil is insane money in any other circumstance, like I keep saying. If it was the first couple of weeks of the window, the club would accept that and the club would reinvest. We can't, we can't, like, so, okay, let me put this straight to you, yeah. For anybody that's listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, shout out Sports Social, by the way, we're now part of the Sports Social Podcast Network, which Bro, is amazing. No, stop. no, 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 no. Those guys can't see the comments, but basically people are suggesting that we can let Salah go now and be okay until January. 
We're rocking up to the Etihad as a front three of Luis Diaz, Nunes, and Ben Doak. No. Just no, 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 no. Absolutely not. Could be, um, could be quite the game. Uh, yeah, and uh, Orthodox says bring back Lazar Markovic. Do you remember his red card? Do you remember? Yeah. yeah. What did he do then? Bro, what, what, when he got a little poke in the eye? That's the one, yeah. Bro. I'll I tell you what, Lazar Markovic almost scored one of the greatest goals I've ever seen. Oh, the volley. Uh, see, yeah, that volley. Yeah, was it against yeah. Sunderland? Something like that. I can't remember. Something like that. It was, I'll tell you what, it was Omer. That would have resurrected his career. Him playing right wing back nearly resurrected his career. It was unbelievable. Right, but, two minutes left till the deadline of the the summer transfer window, guys. We've said everything we need to say on it, and I I can assure you it will never be spoken on again. Whilst I'll give you one last question, Ben. Right? Go on. And then this is it. The last time I'll ask you this season. Tell me... All right, I'm gonna get three, and everyone in the everyone in the chat needs to answer two. All Let's right, get ready. I need to know where do you guys think we're gonna finish. Ooh. Who do you think will be our standout player? Can't say Salah. And will we or will we not win a trophy? Everyone answer in the chat. Ben, give me your answer. I think we'll finish second. I think we'll surprise people this season. I'd, I'm not sure what sort of second it will be, whether City are going to storm it again, but I think City will win the league. I think the, the business they've done is nuts. They've let players go, they've replaced them really well. Um, second or third, I think, will finish, but I'm going to say second because I'm always the optimist. I never write these guys off. People bashing me for it all the time. Shut up. If, you, if you're not going to aim high, what's the point in supporting your football club? What's the point in paying your hard-earned cash to say we're going to finish fourth? You know what I mean? Respectfully, mm. I'm not paying my hard-earned cash to go and watch these lads in hope that we finish fourth. I'm paying my money to hope that we're going to go and compete and be a juggernaut once again. And I believe we can be. We've got the, we've still got the best manager at the helm. We've signed some decent players. We've got a really good foundation. Um, I think we'll finish second. Third right. will be the lowest. Uh, but second, I think, is doable. What was the second question? Who's uh, okay. Yeah, who will be the standout player? Also, some great answers in the chat, guys. Keep them going. I think our standout player, in terms of make, like, making... Who's going to be the player that makes everyone go, wow, what a season he had? So you think Sabah Sly? Okay, but... Really and do. then the final really one, do. will we win a trophy or trophies? Yes. And if so, which one? We're winning one minimum. What's it going to be? European League. Have you seen that group? Have you seen the teams that are in that competition? I have seen that group. I have. Actually, I was going to ask. I'm trying to figure out where half them teams are from. I don't need another yeah, one. Exactly. If we... It, look. No I disrespect, man, by that. But go. No, no, no. There's no disrespect. But I think, obviously, teams are going to drop into the Europa League from the Champions League. That's fine. But the way yeah. I looked at the Champions League groups, apart from the group Newcastle's in with, like, Milan, Dortmund, PSG, wow. every other group has two standout teams, which, unless there's any major upsets, they're going to go through as Bucky's favourites to go through. So... Mm. The teams that are left, I did a tweet about it. I can't remember who they were, but none of them looked great. I think I actually said Newcastle aren't going to make out in the group. I got cooked for it, but I stand by it. I think it will be PSG and Milan in that group or Dortmund. I don't think Newcastle will get through. Okay. But anyway, okay. my point is we're going to be the best team in, in that competition up until May. Um, we're going to score 25 goals minimum in the groups. We're probably going to win every game. That means we skipped the round of 32. We played around the 16 straight away. And yeah, I, I think to be honest, it would be almost embarrassing if we didn't win that competition. So that one, 
is the one I'm banking on as mm. we're definitely surely going to win it. Um, domestic cups have been nice for us. Obviously, last season wasn't wasn't too good with um, the Brighton defeat and uh, getting City just after the World Cup. I think it was very harsh. But mm-hmm. season before, we took them seriously. We won them both. So, yeah, I'd say top four finish, a good top four finish, not a battle until the last few weeks. And then one trophy minimum, two Realistically, um, listen, I'm more than happy. Trophies is the currency of success. I don't care. Okay. People told me 21 22 was a failure, no, it wasn't. We won two trophies, so right. I don't care if that's old school, that's how my, my no, brain no. works. So, yeah, I bet I'm with you. Listen, I'm gonna say mine, then Ben and I are gonna go through your answers, guys. So make sure you got your answers in the chat. I reckon I'm gonna say third place. I'm humble, I say third okay. place. I think star play is gonna be Nunes. I've got, got a feeling. I've got a feeling, bro. I think him getting fed. Oh, I think, yeah, i got a feeling Nunes is going to have a great season. And then I would say yes to a trophy. I think, weirdly, I think it's going to be the FA Cup. I don't know how we'll do in Europa. I hope we do well because the final's in Dublin and then we can get all the TAT squad to Dublin. Get them all exactly, out to Yeah, that'll be amazing. We'll be there. But, um, bro, definitely. All right, let's go see what comments. everyone's saying. I'm excited about this. First of all, I want to just address this. Yeah, by the way, Salah left the training ground today. I think Georgie. he's unhappy. Let Sorry, me just... Cousin. Sky Sports News. They are desperate to see this guy go to Saudi. They're, so, they're on their knees. Um, but yeah, let's start. Fourth, uh, Diaz and yes. Satan I like Diaz. T-shirt. Tell us what trophy. I'm assuming the yes means you think they're going to win a trophy. Tell us yeah. which trophy. Uh, shout out, shout out to you. Uh, yeah, shout out to you, mate. Uh, Dano says, uh, first, Allison Prem and Europa League. I mean, historic okay. season, that would be. I mean, that would be unreal. Uh, um, let's have a look. Allison's a good shout, though. Allison's a really good shout. Uh, Orthodox says, third, 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 <laughs> third, Luis Diaz and Europa League final. So you don't think we're going to win the Europa League? You just think we're going to get to the final? That's interesting. The uh, beer in the final, me, probably. Let me know if you think we're going to win it or not. Um, Matt says finish second standout player Dom Sob win Europa City win the league by double points interesting um, will finish second says Olajide um, standout player would be Nunes same as Mike we mm. will win Europa and Carabao I'd be I'd All be right. happy with that second good place season. in those two trophies yeah I'll be and people will say like oh the, the, the standard and the bars on the floor it's not we're just realistic City are going to walk the league Look at the we squad. all know what's happening. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Um, third, Sobo, Europa League. Not bad. Steady season. Salah, Salah, Salah. Says Georgie. Good comment. Great comment. Um, he also says Joe Gomez. A standout player. <laughs> I Second, Cross Light cool. and Europa. I take that. Christian Paulson. <laughs> the window's now closed, of course. One Adrian and quadruple says Georgie. Georgie's on a mad one tonight, guys. Um, if we don't win Europa League, Matt says something has gone wrong. Absolutely, I agree with that. Newcastle will top Dortmund, by the way. Listen, I've got I, I'm a firm believer in UCL heritage tax, and Newcastle don't mm-hmm. have it. So those big European nights where you're away from home, you've got to have it in you to win those games. We all hate Newcastle, of course. First, Adrian. Cr- oh, right, these guys are trolling. We're so fake. We had a Newcastle geezer on, and he was lovely. And we just no, like, oh, yeah, we yeah. until he came off the stream, mate, and he started atting me on Twitter. Nah, he was only joking to be fair. Oh, bro, I, I thought you were dead serious. Oh, I know. Bro, he made I a video. Me. Um, 
about when we were talking about the Trent thing. Yeah, um, no, I did see that. Yeah, I thought that was yeah, kind of funny. funny. Yeah, it was. It was <laughs> funny. Uh, but guys, the window's shut. We've got our squad. Conclusion, Mike. Are you happy? Satisfied? Seven out of ten. Let's bring on the season. Let's see what happens. Um, I'm excited. Thank you guys for joining us on the journey over the summer. Be with us throughout the season. We're only going to keep developing. We have some great ideas, some great guests. We have a lot of good uh, got a lot of later a lot of big things coming, a lot of great things coming at the Anfield Talk Pod, brother. So thank you guys very much as always. Absolutely. Um and I as it happens, I'm always happy with this club. Um it's the one thing that you know keeps me going in life. It keeps me busy, it keeps my mind ticking. Sometimes mm. they frustrate the life out of me, but games like last week make it all worthwhile. So um yeah, I'm happy. I think we'll be okay. As long as Klopp's here, I think we'll be fine. So um yeah, guys, like Mike said, absolutely massive thanks to everybody that's tuned in to us, rambling on about Mateus Nunes and Manu Kone all summer. We're not going to do it anymore. We are now at the end. We've got our players. We've got Ryan Gravenberch. He is the main man on everyone's lips today. Um, we might get a glimpse of him at Anfield on Sunday, but if not, uh, we'll see plenty of him after the international break. So take care, guys, and we'll see you on Sunday for the Aston Villa match reaction. Take care. Sports Social Podcast Network.